Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Dan Feldman. Welcome to this free episode of Hollinger and Duncan, where Nate and John take a look back uh, at their season predictions and talk about their biggest mistakes, some that are already apparent. Are you surprised that Nate and John are admitting to mistakes? Well, you wouldn't be if you subscribe to Dunktown Prime and listen to all their episodes. These guys aren't quite as arrogant as they seem sometimes, but you really got to listen to them to to get to know their pacing, I understand. So if you do want to subscribe, you can do that at dunkdon.supportingcast.fm. We hope you'll join us. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome on to Hollinger and Duncan. If you're listening on the free podcast, I want to encourage you again to give Dunked On Prime a shot, even if it's just for a month. See if you like it or not. Uh, We also, uh, if you're someone who's in a difficult financial situation, the letter that's pinned to the top of my Twitter has information on uh, our special rates uh, for those. If you're a a student or you're between jobs, uh, something of that nature, uh, we do offer special pricing for people in those situations and you'll get of course uh, every episode of this podcast uh, on dunked on prime plus you will get every episode of me and danny that's five days a week all this uh, ad free of course and you'll get dan feldman's uh, essential daily work uh, aggregating the best news uh, with his takes uh, and he, he'll even do that in audio form or in your email box and so stay tuned we may be having uh even more interesting stuff joining dunked on prime pretty shortly here john speaking of interesting this season so far i think it's been a lot of things but calling it boring is certainly one thing that would not be a way to describe this season so far we've had a lot of early drama we've had a lot of surprising disappointments and surprises the other way too uh some teams that have started unusually strong and that always happens to an extent in the beginning of the year. Uh, but I think we've had much more of that this season than is common. And the Western Conference in particular appears to be a bit of a jumble. So what we're going to do here is we're about a month in, uh, almost exactly. The seasons, I think, started on the 17th. It's the 16th now. So we uh, had a full 31 days of basketball to analyze. Let's see if we want to do some mulligans on our season predictions. If we could go back and change our predictions, basically make new predictions now, which are the ones we most would want to change? What do you think? Basically, what are our worst predictions? And this, of course, involves kind of trying to project what's going to happen going forward as well. So we'll throw a few out there that we might want to have back, talk about them, and then John and I will each come up with our three worst predictions that we really want mulligans on at the end of the episode so john i will throw it to you first since you know obviously you're more likely to be wrong than me uh you can have your first pick here on a a possible mulligan (laughs) i I like how you just slipped that in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah no so what i like to do is i just go on Uh, for a really long time have people's eyes kind of glaze over and then i really just kind of slide in the knife right at the end there 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was that, that was nice. It was like the doctor who like was like, "Hey, look over there," and then he sticks the needle in. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> well, it, it is like the uh, whatever vaccine you're you're getting or blood drawn. Like, it is good for us at least to go back and keep ourselves honest to, about some of these predictions. So, what do you got first here? So, I don't know if this is a prediction per se, but uh, I think we just. If we're talking about mulligans on things we said in the off season, I, th- I think this one certainly needs addressing. Uh, I had Jabari Smith Jr. atop my draft board. Oh, woof! Uh, well, so that has not aged well. Well, elaborate on that. I guess you know you wrote about him a couple of weeks ago. You've seen enough to. Is it based on you've seen enough to be really concerned about him? Is it that other players have just looked so much better? What is really driving your feeling of like, hey, this is this was not the right pick here? Um, I just watching him try to dribble against people. Like, he can't. He can't do it. There's just no shot creation there at all. Um, so regardless of what else develops, like I think as a pick and pop four, he is probably in the worst possible situation on that team. Um, and that's driving some of his statistical performance. But if you redid the draft again, like there's no way Bancaro doesn't go number one, right? Yeah, I, I think that's probably even for me. I, I was, I liked sharp number one. And I think that's what I've seen in him has largely played out so far. But a lot of that was based on, well, I didn't love any of these other guys. And I'm, I'm getting pretty close there with, with Polly. He's been out with an ankle issue the last three, four games. And I do want to see what it looks like when he's really focused in on him. But, you know, yes, the magic lack of guards has been pretty stunning. And he doesn't have anyone to like, you know, set him up on a post up or like actually get him off the ball or anything like that, which I think could make his efficiency go up. But yeah, he's fully exceeded my expectations so far. Um, so, but I mean, I guess really the question is, all right, if you're going to say, well, all right, now Jabari would have been my number two. All right. That's not like such a bad uh, evaluation needing a mulligan, but it sounds like you would have him significantly lower than that now. I think, I mean, I would have to take Ivy or Matherin ahead of him. Certainly. Yeah. What do you think Uh, you you got wrong about him? uh, I would say... I would say I didn't pay enough attention to the to the to the lack of ability on the ball. Yeah. Um and the lack of uh just overall plays around the basket. Like if he was really that athletic even though he was a jump shooter, he would have had more plays at the rim when you look back on it in 2020 hindsight. Um and that's playing out at the NBA level too. Uh this is this it's starting to remind me a lot of the Marvin Williams pick where it's like Marvin Williams wasn't a bad player, but just he shouldn't have been taken ahead of Chris Paul. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think you know the, there are a lot of things. I, I, you know, Jabari not hitting the three pointer. Like I, I think that probably will come around. I mean, he is under thirty percent from three right now. Takes fifty four percent of his shots out there. I mean, the crazy thing though is for have, yeah, have you, yeah, go ahead. Have you seen Houston play at Golden State yet? No, no, that hasn't happened yet. Just because you're, you're watching talking about the warm ups. It's I mean, just it's, a, it's yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's a pretty sweet release. Yeah. 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 So, no, I mean, I do think that'll come around. Um, no, and I think he could still be a very valuable player. And I do think there wasn't, there were some plenty of concerns about the other guys at the top of this draft as well. Um, you know, I personally, I think I had Jabari like six. I, I only evaluated, I think, eight or nine guys. And I probably had him six. I had Matherin above him, Sharp, Holmgren. Um, obviously Ben Caro, and I can't remember whether I had Ivy above him. I don't think I had Ivy above him. Ivy might have been the my guy that I was too low on. We'll see. He's, he's been better than I thought so far. Yeah, I guess for me with Jabari, um, 
So, did, like, what did you see him being? Like, if it, was there a comp for him? Was there, a, uh, how did you envision him playing that would be commensurate with the number one pick type of player? Like a more athletic Richard Lewis? Like a more, like, defensively switchable um, kind of, a better version of Richard Lewis, basically. Yeah, and, and I guess it just... He really is just disappointed in every area. I'm looking at the shooting right now. John, would you care to guess how many dunks Jabari Smith has this season? I actually looked that up a couple days ago. Okay. I'm going to say it's it's either one or two. <laughs> yes, it is. It is one. And I, I noted this on, on another <laughs> Dunked on Prime pod earlier this week. His backup is Kenny Martin Jr. He's got 27 dunks this year. So it's not like, oh, man, there's no spacing. It's impossible to do any Like, to even just, like, get a transition run out or something for a dunk or just, uh, you know. And Tari Eason yeah. has 10 on the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's Usman Garupa has three, and he can't. can't while even... we're here, KJ Murray needs to be in the dunk contest. Uh, uh, KJ Martin, uh, I'm yes. sorry, needs to be in the dunk contest. Yes, he does. Um, although, I, I mean, I thought Jalen Green. He has had some awesome. absolute murder dunks. Yeah. It's really, I, I don't know why Jalen Green was so bad in the dunk contest last year, but in any event, yeah. So, I guess it's just every he's disappointed in every possible area. I mean, I think like moving his feet on the perimeter against smaller guys has been like okay. He's been completely powerless to stop anyone with any kind of size and strength. You know, watching him go up against like Zion or Giannis. I mean, those are tough covers, but you know, there's guys who look competent and he was not one of those. And uh then yeah, putting the ball on the floor uh as a help defender you know he's been pretty unimpactful like any him playing at center at all on off the ball rebounding like none of that has looked decent hasn't been able to create his own shot 7.2 pr 44 percent true shooting yeah it's uh in 13 games but it's like if you compare him to like Jalen Green last year, for example, right? Like Jalen Green, I was really high on him, had a number two in that class. I, I don't think I would have him two anymore, but it, it, he was, I still think he's going to be a very good player, probably even an all-star. Jalen Green had similarly terrible numbers at the start of last year, but you saw the flashes. That's my biggest concern is you're just you're not seeing the flashes. There hasn't been any even like stretch where he's really gotten going. Yeah, like if you were going to make it... Uh... <laughs> A Jabari Smith highlight montage from these first block of games. Like, what would even be in it? Yeah. Okay, well, this has been a great podcast. Uh, you know, John made that terrible <laughs> prediction, and uh, so that's that's all we need to discuss here, right? We spent, spent a good, like, you know, 10, 10 15 minutes on that. And, uh... Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this is a forum for sharing our <laughs> mulligans. <laughs> okay, let me throw... This one was is incredibly terrible. This is a, a this won't even be an official one. I had Spencer Dinwiddie as a candidate for Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, that was when there was talk he wouldn't start, but he's starting now, so he's probably not going to be in the Sixth Man conversation. That's a that's a very wrong <laughs> wrong prediction, but not a big one. Dis- disqualified on a technicality. Yeah, there's a lot of these teams that I was wrong on. I think it's ones that most teams are wrong on. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there. I was, and I, the reason I'm so mad at myself was I actually, when I first did my prediction on the Indiana Pacers, I had them with 29 wins and their over-under was in the low 20s. Uh, went through it with Caitlin Cooper, went through their whole roster, and I think she had 27. And then I just saw like everyone else crapping on the Pacers, like, oh yeah, they're not going to have Miles Turner, they're, they're going to be bad. And Miles Turner goes out, with, misses the first like week and a half, then 
ankle issue. And, and so I was just for no reason other than just kind of the way it felt around the team. I was like, I'm going to lower it, my prediction on them for 29 to 26. I had like way too many wins throughout the league. And 29 seems too low for them now, frankly. I mean, something could change there, but they've been really good so far. And uh, Matherin has been great. Halberton, I was too low on what he's been able to do. Uh, their mm-hmm. offensive rebounding like crazy. Uh, they're running like crazy with Rick Carlisle. So yeah, I, I kind of saw it. And then I would like a mulligan on changing my prediction to lower it. <laughs> Can I get that? Okay. Fair, fair. Yeah. Like yeah. I did, I didn't I, trust I, myself, which was, that's the, those are the most frustrating failures. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I had, I had Indiana at 27 wins. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought Turner would be gone by now. I would, I was high on Matherin from summer league, but I didn't, I still didn't think he'd make this instantaneous an impact. And then Halliburton has obviously gone up another level. Like he could seriously make the all-star team. Um, most amazing thing is they're still $27 million under the cap. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and they could, they got some options maybe even to like renegotiate and extend Turner, for example, if they, if they wanted to do that, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, was pointed out to me in another conversation I, I had today with, uh, with Keith Smith. So yeah, I mean, there's 538 uh, projects them to win 36 games now, which would be the 11th seed. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That would be the 12th seed tied, but that's tied with the Hornets and the Bulls. And that, so that would mean they're, uh, they could be definitely in the play in mix. The mix. Yeah. By the way, on, on Tyrese Halbert making the all star team, you, there's no way that coaches would vote for a player on a surprise team that was supposed to be tanking helmed by the head of the coaches association right there's no chance that <laughs> the coaches might vote for that guy what are the, what are what are the odds such a thing would come to pass yeah um so I, I guess the the question is just how much for real are we buying the Pacers now? Their fundamentals, what do they look like? What are we seeing on the floor to believe that they're going to be like firmly in the play in or maybe even playoff mix? I think they're going to be a play in contender for the bulk of the season, um, especially if they hang on to Turner all year. I still I th- I think I mean their win total will begin with a three. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they if they end up above at forty wins or above. But at this point, I'd also be surprised if they ended up in the twenties. Yeah, it seems that way. Like now, there all of these things are barring injuries that we don't know about more than the expected number of injuries. Obviously, that can happen. That happened to them last year. They lost a bunch of close games as well. Uh, Buddy Heald could be another trade candidate, and they, they do have Chris Duarte out, but he's not that important to what they're doing at this point in time. And yeah, I mean their bench. That's one of the things that's really surprised me is how their bench has been surprisingly competent. TJ McConnell has come back and really given them something juicing their transition game, you know, getting stuff out of even some of the deeper bench guys like Neesmith has been all right. Andrew Nembhart has given them quality play, even being in the starting lineup. So that was one of the things I was like, all right, yeah, you know, Halberton and Turner, they're pretty good, but like who else is proven on this team? And uh, they're actually, they, they do have like a solid enough rotation. Yes. So, yeah, th- that's right up there for me in-, in terms of mulligans. What's another one you got there? I'm, I'm very excited about this, by the way, because I uh, I, w- I went at Zach Lowe for having them 29th in his league pass ranking. Oh, yeah. Been, I uh, did a podcast on them my, last my, week. My league, my, my league pacers. Yeah. yeah, saying that like they were one of the most one of the two most exciting teams in the NBA right now. They and the Jets. Uh, then the Jazz immediately lost three straight, but whatever. Um, 
Okay, what's uh, what's your next one here? Uh, I think this is probably one that almost everyone would like a mulligan on, but I'm going to go ahead and grab it uh, because my numbers were higher on them. And like you, I just didn't totally trust it. And I didn't know what their next move was going to be. But I mean, Utah, like... I I still I at least had them at thirty wins. I didn't have them at like what was their over under like twenty four or something twenty three like and a half. Money. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I mean they're just they're just a much better team than than we expected. Even with the you know they've lost they've yeah you're right they've lost three in a row now. But even so like they the three they lost were like all competitive games and everything and yeah and they can't be expected to win really- at Washington without Bradley Beal. That's been impossible for anybody to do. <laughs> hey the wizards have been a little spicy you know yeah maybe, i, I guess we, right. we'll, maybe we'll even talk about them on this show i, mean, I don't think we, we, we stay without beal but like porzingis has been their best player yeah yeah that's what prada said when he came out he's like if they're going to be good like porzingis being their best player is the path to that i was like porzingis so really like but no nah, he's been he's been fantastic um but yeah back to utah i did say that i thought like maybe i saw them being you know maybe even like the sixth seed or something then they of course they immediately lost the three straight they you know first game after a road trip excuse against the knicks uh jalen brunson is jazz kryptonite which he kind of is even you know this team has even yeah. less defensive juice at the rim and uh, on the perimeter maybe than some of these other jazz teams did so the, that was a, a bad matchup but we'll see if they they've got a, a, a bunch of home games coming up here if they they've only played yeah. six home games yeah. Yeah, let's. I mean, I I expect them to be really effective in this home stretch. Like, I, I think if they're able to come out of this and still have you know the, this record where they're winning close to two thirds of their games after this, then I'm like a real real believer. Uh, but still, clearly, you know, they are over uh, almost halfway to that over under already, so that they're gonna well exceed that. It's just a question of where they end up now. To me, John, that you know, is this are they 32 wins 35 wins and hey you know what like this is just we just fucked up our our tanking we didn't get Wembenyana and what was the point or is it mm-hmm. hey you know we're really we're like a real playoff team here yeah i i mean there there's a lot of 2015 phoenix vibes here 14 phoenix 2014 yeah. yes you're correct but yeah that's uh I mean, 538 likes them, 46 and 36, and that's based on the player-based model, which is a little more stable, uh, their Raptor model as opposed to their ELO model. And yeah, I, I could kind of see them finishing in that range. You wrote about this a little bit too, though. They're kind of, as much as we may have been wrong about them in the regular season. Well, let me ask you this. What did you, let's say they, they had just never traded any, anyone all season. Where would you have had this team winning? Uh. Let me make sure I understand your hypothetical. Yeah. You're saying if they hadn't traded Mitchell and Gobert? No, no, no. Sorry. Let's say the, the roster they have to start the season, it remains intact throughout the season. They don't make any further trades. What is the, What did you think that team was before the start of the year? I had them in the high 30s. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're talking about, not trusting your numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think we just, it's tough when the, a trade might be made and you just, it seemed like they were going a certain direction. And the biggest thing I think that we missed on was just that marketing would be the this good i don't think anyone else on this team is playing just like so far above where we thought they might yeah there's just kind of a lot of useful players again and we haven't even gotten into the attrition part of the season which is which is where i think utah is going to have a bigger advantage yeah I, well i think we kind of have actually if you look at the slate tonight of games i was like trying to figure out what games <laughs> we're going to do and every single it's game the, is like tonight it begins 
Yeah. <laughs> really is really impacted by injuries or rest or whatever. Uh but yeah, so that's uh yeah, they they've got a lot of depth. I mean, the, their interior defense is starting to get exposed a little bit for sure and but they also come at you with the five out. Like I think like their defense has been above its head. Like that's the thing that I I just really struggle to see how in the end they're not a bottom 10 defense. So that's that's where Yeah, because yeah. there's been there's been some Jedi three-point defense that's not going to hold up, but I think I mean they could be a top 10 offense the whole year though. Like I, I don't see why that couldn't happen. Yeah. As of right now, the Utah jazz are the number six offense in the NBA. And yeah, they actually have now fallen to 20th in defense. Uh, after that loss to the Knicks uh, and I I just don't see how that gets uh, improved that much I and mean, one of the big things that they were doing early on as well as they're forcing a ton of turnovers that now has fallen to where they're 17th in the NBA and forcing turnovers and that again like okay Jared Vanderbilt is pretty decent uh I, there's not really anyone else on this team that's like a real shark that's going to put you in a difficult like they've tried to pressure more I think that's kind of they are going to still have to play really hard right they they have to bring the same spirit underdog spirit that they had at the start of the year so you know i i guess as i think about it more maybe i do see them start falling back to the pack a little bit and maybe being more play in than playoff uh because of that defense but still that's yeah 20 top, wins more than top, top six in the west is still going to be hard to pull off yeah um assuming assuming a couple of these teams that we'll probably get to in a minute <laughs> can get off the mat but um but seven to ten, I think, is is wide open for them. Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you. And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns you can customize. Things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets. And you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style. So level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use the code PER. Easy to remember because John invented it. Use PER to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. And don't forget that PER code to let them know you came from us. I remember after college, before I was going to move on to the next chapter of my life, my buddy and I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina to work some summer jobs and hang out. We had a great time, except for his car. His car was awful. We called it the POS. It was like a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. We're allowed to talk about Oldsmobile now that it's a defunct brand, right? Is that okay? This thing had the turning radius of a World War I battleship, broke down all the time, just a, a miserable vehicle to drive. And when customers are rushing to your store, you want a point of sale system that you can trust, not 
a real POS like my buddy's car. You need Shopify for retail. It makes it easy to accept payments, manage orders, and build relationships with customers. You can sell in person, backed by everything that you need to sell online, track every sale across your business in one place, know exactly what's in stock, connect with customers in line and online. You can drive in-person store traffic with plug-and-play tools for marketing campaigns on social media. Get great hardware that fits your business, accept credit cards, mobile payments, every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PER. All lowercase, easy to remember slash PER because John invented PER. Go to shopify.com slash PER to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash per the oklahoma city thunder john not only do i i think we need a mulligan on them for our prediction at the start of the year but then a uh week into the season we both ruled them out of the playoffs so can we get a mulligan on that too potentially the, the I mean, rare I still think double mulligan it, but, yes <laughs> but clearly they weren't the first team that we should have ruled out of the playoffs that was ridiculous they've been really good again i mean it, where did we miss on these guys? Yeah, first of all, ruling them out first, I think, was disrespectful to what the Rockets have accomplished. Um, <laughs> eh, 10 to 13. I still think the Rockets will be respectable in the end. Like, uh, respectable in the sense that, like, they're not going to just get blown out every night. Like, they they had a really rough schedule to start the year. Okay. You're, you're, uh, you're, I mean, I guess they're not going to start playing Jabari Smith less. So, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. They, I, I think... I the I I will say the Rockets are are very entertaining. That's uh, true. Between, yeah, you know between the uh, the Martin murder dunks and what uh, what Jalen Green does and Shangun's funky post moves and stuff like they they're they're fun even as they're getting drilled. Yeah, um, I mean they just so have no it. chance to stop anybody in that starting lineup with Porter Green Smith and Shangun. Eric Gordon is a good player, but when he's yeah. your best defender in the starting lineup, like that's, that's the stopper. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> When I turn on that Clipper game and Eric Gordon starts on Paul George, it's like, oh boy. Okay. All right. Um, where were we here? Okay. Yeah, Thunder. Uh yeah, I picked them. I picked them for 20 wins. Oof. Uh, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna beat that. Yeah, I think I had I think their over under was like 24 and a half, and I had them for the under, and that they're gonna beat that too, I think. Um Yeah. I mean they they need to shut down Shea right now. <laughs> Yeah, this is another one where, and maybe that's just a common thread through a lot of these mispredictions, especially about the bad teams of focusing too much on the organizational priorities and not as much on like how good they actually were. I think the same people who had Detroit as you know more in the high twenties were like, well, they're really pushing for it this year. They just traded for Boyan. Yeah. Oh uh, no, actually, their their bench is one of the worst benches we've ever seen in the. <laughs> like maybe we should focus on that, right? So that's. Uh, that maybe is the error of just like let's let's just think about who's actually on this team and yeah they might make some trades but you don't know about that so just project based on what you expect this team to do yeah they're 24 and a half over under for okc and at had the under and they uh they definitely project to exceed that they're like scoring points now too this is uh but but i mean Yeah. yeah go ahead sorry I mean, a lot of it is just you look, they're getting that. So they're not getting awful minutes anymore from the second line guys. Like they're getting sort of halfway respectable minutes. There's no just like straight up tank commander on this team anymore. Like 
Poku exactly. is, is respectable exactly. now. Yeah. And, yeah. and by and the way, Us- Usman Dang isn't playing, yeah. so he can't he can't be a tank commander. And, and, and can we give Shea them some credit awesome. to on, on Poku that like they've actually I mean, I don't know that he's gonna be some star or something like that, but you know, he's hitting thirty seven percent from three now. Uh, with his his laser jump shot and uh, well have you noticed though that um he's shooting with more arc like it was really noticeable to me in that new york game like the shots he was taking like they they actually had some rainbow to him um so you you wonder if that's already the impact of bringing in chip england the uh, noted shooting coach from san antonio yeah that no that's that's exciting um yeah and they just they have like you know guys like Aaron Wiggins and Jalen Williams and uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl like these maybe it was foolish to expect all these players to take a step forward towards competency but they really have so far and that's uh that's ex- exciting for these guys uh particularly with home Granada it just seemed like it was going to be another lost year at this point the thing that surprised me the most is they've been able to get by with some really uh small lineups and survive with them yeah yeah I mean, again Mike Mark Dagnall is an absolute wizard defensively like I, I think we just that's another thing that we kind of missed on like yeah. it's gonna make the, for them to be as solid as they are defensively with zero interior presence um here's another thing John like plus 3.2 net rating right now with Shea Gilgis Alexander on the floor you know that's they're gonna struggle to score like crazy with him off but that's he's really really good uh like he is if he's not in the top five in yeah. MVP, he's very close so far. Yeah, I mean, he's and you talk about all NBA consideration, and whatnot. Like he's got to be on all those lists right now. He's been fantastic. Yeah, and if you look at like the top ten in PER, this is something I'm sure we'll talk about in the the coming weeks. And Danny and I will do our awards. I'm not relishing trying to parse through who my top five in MVP is going to be because there are like ten guys that seems like playing at an MVP level right now, and we'll just have to figure out from like some of the stats. Because there's been so much stat inflation too, just you know, what really break that down? Because there can't really be ten guys playing at an MVP level. But when you look at some of the traditional stats, like that's Shea right now is I mentioned the on off. He's got sixty three percent true shooting on thirty three usage. <laughs> like that's that's and insane. Twenty nine PR. And he's been a really impactful defender too. Yeah, that's been he really was terrible on defense for a lot of his career, and now he's actually making a lot of plays. It's uh yeah, I, I, again another team where you kind of wonder what the plan is now. Are they if they're not going to get a top pick, do they just roll forward with this group and hey, we've got all these other picks, but none of those really project to be that premium necessarily going forward. The picks they have from other teams. Do they just yeah. try to move up for guys that they've targeted like they did with Jang? I, I think I think that's I think that's the play. I yeah. think that's what you're gonna see them do these next several drafts is just package picks, move move up and just try to try to get because you can't roster everybody. We we saw Boston getting that pickle a couple years ago and OKC's already kind of in danger of that. Like they had to cut Isaiah Roby in the offseason because they didn't have room for him, for example. Yeah, yeah. They had so, to keep Jalen Williams over him. That's right. <laughs> The, uh, the the yeah the 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 rule that prevented them from from signing him to a two way really hurt there. <laughs> well, they picked him at, at like thirty four, right? That's uh, that's a little high for them. Okay, uh, yeah, I think his biggest contribution is going to be that like he's going to just like injure thirty seven guys in the G League this year trying to take charges. <laughs> Next one for you. Are you, are you. are you a blue fan? Do you do you watch a lot of blue games? I'm going to I'm going to the um, G League showcase. You going to that by the way? Yes. Yeah. I I am going to. All right. Yeah. I I will see yeah. you there for some Thai food in that case. Um what's next for you? All right. Uh 
So um, I uh, I picked the Los Angeles Clippers to have the best record in the Western Conference. And I, I think this is actually a multi-year mulligan because I think I did that the year before too. Well, or the, the last healthy Kawhi year. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 So that I don't, I no longer think they will finish with the best record in the West. Um, uh, it turns out that like, I guess the way the rules are that you have to score more points than the opponent in order to win. <laughs> um, it's been a problem for him. Yeah. They in golden state are two where, I mean, I picked those two as the top teams in the Western conference in the regular season. I, oh, I think I had the Grizz in there. I had the Suns in there too. The, uh, those are my top four. They're all around the same area. Now we expected that one Kawhi Leonard. I don't think we even understood that he would be on a minutes limit at the time we were making our picks. Not to mention that he would have only played two games and uh, really, you know, two thirds of two games because it doesn't start until the, the middle yeah. of the second quarter. I mean, that's, that would have been its own really crazy dynamic of just how to deal with that as a team. But I think actually they've sh- like they've stayed above water. Like this defense is really good. I think it's going to be good all year. Lose coaching. Avita Zubats is a really underrated center. They're starting to find their footing defensively with the no center lineups. Paul George now looks really good. Reggie Jackson, eh, less so, but I think if Kawhi comes back, they can kind of minimize him a little bit. Like he's been really killing them. So I, I think I'm not ready to write them off yet. I think you can write them off as far as being that good of a record, but I, and, and you certainly have some skepticism, but my skepticism around them is mostly Kawhi based, I would say, as opposed to the rest of the team. I still think they have enough. If they get, like, this PG has been good. If they can get that Kawhi at the end of the season to be extremely dangerous. So I am i don't want to quite go as far on the Mulligan with them because some of these teams, I'm just like, no, I was totally wrong on them. I think by the end of the season, we could still be right. I think we could be right in the sense that I had the Clippers playing in the conference finals. I could definitely see them getting Kawhi back yeah. and still getting into the conference finals. I just don't think it's going to be as the one seed. No, no, that's that ship is still. I agree with you. Although, really, I mean, what are they behind behind the uh, best record in the West right now? Yeah, it's it's not the games they have to make up necessarily. It's um, you know we still don't know exactly when Kawhi is coming back. We don't know if this is going to be a, a thing throughout the year. And they've had a pretty favorable early schedule. I mean. Even with they have what five of their wins are against the Rockets and Lakers. Who do you think is going to be the number one seed in the West? I think that's a really interesting conversation right now. Um, you know, coming into the year, I think everyone was just kind of had a little bit of Suns fatigue, maybe, and you know, just kind of reading the vibes there and whatnot. But like, okay, like Phoenix is still very much in it, right? Uh, well, well, so think- they're eight and five. We don't know what's going to happen against Golden State tonight. But I mean, what do you think with Chris Paul is out? Is I haven't heard anything about him coming back tonight or when he's coming back at all. I'll double check on that right now. But uh, Cam Johnson's out for at least two months probably they have no depth like I, I don't think that the team they're putting on the floor without Chris Paul and Cam Johnson is more than like a slightly above 500 team yeah you worry about the attrition with Phoenix probably the most uh he, Bridges Paul is very questionable good, for very durable so so maybe he'll be back okay so he'll, he'll he'll be back at some point um and then you know as as long as they can I mean when they line up Booker Bridges Paul Ayton like that one through four beats almost anybody else's one through four. So at the, at that point, the bar for who the fifth guy and who the bench guys have to be gets a, gets a lot lower. You can get by with Corey Craig and Damian Lilly and Landry Shamit and whatever. If, if, if you have those four guys playing 30 minutes, like, yeah, you're still probably. 
probably going to win. Yeah, I was just watching their bench against Orlando, and it was Biombo, Torrey Craig, Campaign, Damian Lee, and then they've had Bridges out there with them. I was like, man, that's that's kind of a tough group <laughs> to win to win with. Uh, <laughs> they've had they've had, yeah they they've definitely had some avert your eyes uh, uh, bench units out there this year. Yeah, getting nothing out of Dario Saric has been definitely a, a real problem for them as well. Yeah, I um, unfortunately I'm concerned about Dario. I, I I'm just not I'm just not sure they're ever going to get anything beyond having an expiring contract out of him. So, so I, I guess my pick would probably be Memphis right now. I think the Grizzlies are a really good, really good bet. I mean, they have some injury concerns of their own. The bench isn't as strong as it was a year ago. Bain's out right now. Uh, they did get Jaron Jackson back uh, yesterday. I would say, I would say, I would say, yeah. Like if you're gonna, if you're forced to bet on somebody, yeah, it would probably come down to Phoenix or Memphis for me. Well, I guess there's um, there's one other like one I too. don't. For the number one seed. De- well, Denver, yeah. you'd have to look at, right? right? right but right. they're, I mean, they're kind of scuffling too. They're also nine and four and they have Nikola Jokic and their biggest problem is one that can be fixed with this, you know, just their backup center bench issues. So I, but, I mean, yeah. it theoretically can be fixed, but <laughs> it's like year seven <laughs> of not fixing it, right? DeMarcus Cousins, very available. <laughs> he fixed their problems last year. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just like Jokic never gets hurt. He's really reliable. The Nuggets have their problems, but they're not as bad as the Warriors' problems. Although I do think with Golden State, it might have just been Wiseman, honestly. That they once they get him out of there, it's they'll play Jamichael Green more at backup center. Like their bench, they've lost some games. Their defense hasn't been amazing. But I, I think they're actually it's a it's possible that just because he was really you know, you couldn't play Kaminga with him. If you tried to do that, then you, you had no spacing and too many mistakes. Like so I think they might be they probably still need another piece, but I think they're gonna be respectable from here on out. I just don't think they're gonna be, you know, in the number one seed conversation um you know i'm not buying the blazers as a possible number one seed yet although they've been really good yeah maybe it's maybe it's nice because the grizzlies got bane out for two three weeks now that's a, an injury that can linger that uh turf toe all right well that, and this could yeah. be one of those deals where the number one seed is like 53 wins or something yeah well yeah 538 projection has the grizz and nuggets tied at 52 wins atop the conference suns 50 wow. mavs 49 if the mavs make a move for another ball handler i could actually see them getting up there i i would agree with that i mean if they had because if they had kept brunson we'd probably we'd probably be talking about them being in that spot yeah well what a coincidence that we made a, a little bit of a, a detour in discussion right when it was my time to pick a, a another mulligan but i guess we kind of talked about golden State. funny how this yeah. keeps happening yeah we kind of talked about golden State. we kind of talked about the clippers i don't know that those would be one of my top ones because i do think they're still a decent bet I, I mean maybe your your biggest mulligan would be the entire western conference just all being bad <laughs> like as a as a western conference yeah. snob this this wounds me to say but i mean the top of the east has been stronger like clearly right yeah. like the celtics and bucks have been the two best teams cleveland looks really good uh you know, even like the Sixers are quote unquote struggling, but there are pretty obvious reasons for that that seem extremely fixable. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, the, know, the Joel Toronto Embiid they Atlanta saw against at least Utah. Halfway decent. Yeah, the, the Joel Embiid against yeah. Utah. That's that's the guy where you're like, okay, this is now these guys are could go on a run here. Sorry, who are you saying after them, Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's been really good. I know they they lost a couple uh, close ones here lately, but I I think the Cleveland with Mitchell has just looked like a really strong two way team. You looked at it, you know, like even. In Atlanta, like I mean, they haven't been amazing. There's flaws and stuff, but they're still they're like they're still tracking to a really good win total. Um, and of course, the Wizards. Well, it's my turn to pick a mulligan, so you'll uh, <laughs> you could save on the Wizards. I think. Uh, okay. This one's kind of amusing. Okay. Let me see what I picked the Pistons for. That I might have been too high on them. Uh, I had the Detroit Pistons winning 28 games. That seems like I think I had them at that exact. I had them at twenty seven or twenty eight. Do we need a mulligan on that one? Is that way too high? <laughs> I had them at twenty eight, and you know I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm starting to wonder. I mean, the case the case for not needing a mulligan is that maybe Kate is better than what we've seen in these first dozen games and that guys like Ivy and Duran and, and these other young guys will gain steam as the year goes on. On the other hand, um, uh, they also, by the way, brought Alec Burks back recently who should help improve what has been a absolute freaking disaster of a bench. Um, they also could at any point stop playing Killian Hayes. Well, well they improved the bench by moving Killian Hayes into the starting lineup. <laughs> that's one, that's one <laughs> way to do it. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't think I want to go mulligan on that yet. I think they'll be a little bit better. They're going to, they'll like run through the tape at the end of the season in a way I think other teams won't, if only just to, because they, they're so yes. far behind everything to begin with that they can't really fuck up their draft position too badly. Exactly. Exactly. And it'll be a little bit of a uh, face saving, you know, like, yeah, we were bad, but we finished the year six and four, you know, they, so th- there'll definitely be some of that. So I could, I could still see them getting to that number. They're just going to get to it in a way that perhaps Pistons fans didn't expect. Cause I, I think they were puffing their chests out a little bit coming into this year that they were yeah. maybe not a playoff team, but somebody who would be a little more respectable than what they've shown. Yeah. And I think it's also like, he's not James Wiseman, but you're playing an 18 year old at backup center. Like he's not going to be good. There's just, it's just not going to happen, you know? And, and, and particularly when it's not like they have the spacing to really play spread pick and roll and like and play to his strengths either so they're they just have a lot of holes on that team so far and and not only do they have holes but then a lot of the pieces are not fitting together particularly well in my mind we, we talked about them a lot last week let me get another mulligan up here though okay the brooklyn nets 49 wins i did pick the under on them just with the potential chaos I mean, I, I think this is one that I feel extremely confident they're not going to get to 40. It's like it's, it's, they're going to be around 500. Ben Simmons, like it's it just, I, you have to basically assume that he's yeah. not going to be good until further notice. And Kyrie, who knows whether he'll even be back. It seems like there's now an impasse has been reached about him doing all of these things that they want him to do and now the players association is starting to get involved it seems like any further public apology other than the instagram thing might be a bottleneck for him and so yeah it's uh and kd is playing very well but the rest of the team is in they kind of had some jedi three-point defense early in the vaughn era it just like i think they'll be more respectable than they've been at times but it just not enough talent here to get much above 500 uh i picked them for 49 yeah that's not happening and then the other issue here is that 
they are also way into the luxury tax and they know Kyrie's gone after this season. I got to think, I mean, their incentive to keep this team together is not very strong. And if they can get the right deal for Irving, for Joe Harris, for Kevin Durant, I think that's something they're going to have to look at. And that's going to impact the win total too, because the Nets do have a tanking incentive this year. Houston has swap rights with them, but Houston is going to be so bad regardless that it's, that it's almost taken out of play. Like, okay, you can't get Wembenyama, but you can still, you can still theoretically get the second pick or get, get in the top five fairly easily. Right. So I, I, I think there's still a lot that's going to happen here. A lot of water that's about to go under the bridge in, in Brooklyn, and they could look very different by April than they do now. Fair. If you're Brooklyn, would you do Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris for Russell Westbrook and one of those Lakers, unprotected Lakers picks in 27 or 29? Oh my God. I would, I mean, you you drive them to the airport yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because they might want to between the savings, yeah, and and the fact that you're getting like a a, a future Laker, especially if it's unprotected, a future Laker pick. Um, yeah, I guess getting like anything, wh- whatever, whatever Westbrook, yeah, whatever Westbrook does to you this year, and I think the Lakers have shown that there is a roadmap for him to be to not be completely destructive if you put him in the right role. Um, you just can't have him as a high usage starter taking money off the table with when Durant's out there. Well, yeah, I, I assumed that they probably wouldn't even necessarily keep Russell Westbrook. And if they did that, then a Durant trade would also happen. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, but true that's, too. that's going to be a strong contender for the top three for me. I just don't see how they're getting there. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's next for you? I think we're getting into mulligan territory on these. It's still a little early on this one, but... I had Portland at 36 wins and I was kind of skeptical whether they'd even get there or whether they'd have to pivot to it. You know, they'd be one of those teams that maybe pivoted to tanking when they saw that things weren't going so well. Uh, but it's going pretty well so far, right? Like they, they are defending, I think, better than they have in, at any point in the Lillard era. And they've been they've been getting by even with, you know, with a lot of injuries with a with bench guys that we weren't really that sure of. And they've been they've been able to survive. And now, you know, like Nurkic came back last game. So that that little drama is over. Drew Eubanks has actually been pretty solid as like a backup five, yeah. which that, that was the area where I think there was a, a lot of concern. And that starting group has been pretty good. Jeremy Grant has really fit. He's shooting the ball well. 
Lillard seems pretty much back to to what he was, which was another concern given his age and and the injuries he had last year. So it's it's kind of all working there right now. Yeah, and the the offense with Lillard on has been really really good. It's still a little bit of a concern that there's nobody who plays on this team with higher than a 5.0 net rating, even though they're 10 and four. So that even Lillard, you know, he missed a couple of games, but they're plus five with him on the floor. Like this isn't necessarily looking like a championship contending type of team or or even conference contending type of team. But again, when you look at how the entire West has struggled, maybe they can work their way into a, a decent seed, make the playoffs as a top six team, and then nobody else is that great. So you give yourself a puncher's chance, you know, kind of that same 2019 formula that they've had. And you mentioned Grant, he looks awesome. This is also a team that could, in theory, make a trade. They're out one pick in the future but i thought just their bench was going to struggle so badly and particularly their backup on the backups on the interior and that hasn't necessarily been the case either so i, I think yeah comfortably over the 37 you know, it's obviously that we're assuming they're not going to have more than the normal number of injuries i'm not going it, so if you had to re they've already banked 10 wins what do you think their record would be now if you had to guess like what what kind of level uh, are they pl- going to play at maybe going forward maybe somewhere between 39 and 44 wins something like that so so you're saying even i mean i i had him i had him at 36 and i i felt like even i was being optimistic getting him to there and that now now i feel like okay they're de- they're definitely not a tanking team they're definitely in the mix the whole season and could end up in the top six but i think really good chance to end up in that seven to ten uh area yeah, I would give them a little more credit even than that. I think they'll kind of be in the 45 to 49 win range unless they suffer wow, some really okay. bad, bad injuries. Like, I think they're going to be a top offense and the defense is respectable. So that that to me is a high 40s win type of outfit. And again, they've banked some wins against a, what's been a pretty difficult schedule so far. I think they're going to be really difficult to beat at home. So I'm, uh, you know, they're getting good play out of some of these young guys on the bench. It's, uh, I've been a fan of what they've been doing so far. I, I just, I don't, I don't has see not them. Played as like, yet. I'm sorry. Gary Payton hasn't, Gary Payton yet. hasn't played a minute for him yet either. Yeah. I think I wasn't. Yeah. So I had them for 37 wins as well. Yeah. They, they can go in the mix. You know, it doesn't seem like you need that big of a mulligan. You're talking about them winning like five more games than you thought at this point. Right. Pretty big adjustment for this early though. To, okay. to my priors. Right. Well, but if you compare that to like Utah, even probably Indiana, OKC in particular. Well, I guess you can decide what your top, <laughs> what your top is going to be. Uh, okay, I don't have to decide that for you. The Lakers, forty-three wins. I went under on them. Wow, I had him at forty. I had yeah. him. I had him at forty. But my so my prediction was less awful than your prediction. So, and so you get really to claim the mulligan on this one. Yeah, that's really what matters. Yeah, I, I'll, I, <laughs> I mean, all right. So, Nate, so let's. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they will not win forty-three games. So take take your or i guess i'll do it first i'll take my mulligan here the idea of the mulligan is you have to try again so 33 wins like basically kind of where they were last year that's a pretty big adjustment i yeah i was at i was at 31 like i mean there's just no shooting there's not a lot of ways to fix the team i mean the one thing you wonder about is if they're going to trade those future picks to try to bring in guys to salvage something from this season but it's almost like it's almost like why would you even do that? Yeah. Um. Especially to bring you have to bring in somebody who's going to be there a while and makes and makes next year and and the year after 
look much more promising or it's not worth giving up giving up a uh, future first for that. So I, I think they're going to be careful with that. And I think that's the correct move. So n- knowing that, and then I just, and then when you get into March, April, I mean, if they're out of the race, I mean, is LeBron really going to play in those games? Is AD going to Well, play he does need games? to set the I mean, all-time It's not that they'll record. be tanking per se. Yeah, that's, that's true. So th- there will be a little of that, but, but yeah. They they won't be they won't be tanking, but they won't have a lot of reason to risk these guys either. No, I think so. Once LeBron sets that all time scoring record, if they're out of it, I don't see he's going to play that much. And of course, as we know, they owe the uh, swap to the Pelicans unprotected this season. And oh, and there's still the 24 and 25 deferment. Uh, option possibly as well but i think as i've we've gotten back to lebron and ad the injury concerns for them lebron is is hurt already with the groin we'll see when when he's going to come back you usually don't get great clarity like sometimes he'll come back after three games but then it's like all right is he gutting through like he's already hasn't really shown much ability to get to the basket this year a big part of why he had such great numbers last year is because he was just playing center all the time they're not going to do that this year and ad like he had the great game against the nets sure but he still just doesn't look amazing even in his good games and of course could miss time or be impacted by this back issue at any point too so those two guys not looking good enough is the biggest reason to me why you don't and also you starting the season two and ten like okay could they make it to like the 10th or the ninth seed like sure okay that's a possibility but for them to be a top six seed after this two and ten start i mean i just don't see how that happens so. especially i mean it was a pretty pretty favorable slate lots of home games like that yeah. that or usually early seasons when the lakers kind of bank bank their wins the way the la team schedule is set up they usually have them with a bunch of home games in november december and then send them on the road in in january february because they have the grammys i think or whatever in staples center and other stuff going on so they, they're not taking advantage of this, of this early schedule at all you got any more uh you know, I think I'm I'm probably about tapped out here. The the Lakers were the last one on my list. I um I like I I the T Wolves would be the other one to talk about. Right. Um I I think I had them at oh well I probably should talk about okay I had them at 47. That's gonna end up being high. Um yeah, I had them at 49. I I also yeah good like I you knew they were gonna have to work out some kinks so I'm not I'm like I'm not ready to I I knew the start wouldn't be as good as the finish with them so I'm not ready to completely dump on this one yet but it's 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 gone worse than I expected in the beginning that's fair I, I think that's right and they've also had a very easy schedule to start off I think which is part of what's been missed there I still think they could get into the mid 40s but that's not they didn't make the trade for that I had them with 49 that was still i think uh slightly under i think they were 49 and a half even and they won 46 a year ago they did start four and nine a year ago but i I just think in terms of the fundamentals like their i think their defense can get a little bit better but you still have the non-gobert minutes that are always going to kill them and then the offense there are just limitations in terms of where they're getting their shots that are, are just going to always drive them down. Like I, you thought, hey, they were number two in offense after January first, and adding Gobert, like he can, you know, give them a little more finishing around the rim. Like he plays the same as Jared Vanderbilt. Why should that affect things too much? But they also played had a lot of minutes last year where it was Carl Anthony Towns playing five out, and now they don't have really any minutes like that because they're playing Kyle Anderson on the second unit with him. So I just say the I don't see the offense getting to that top five level. The defense is kind of more respectable. So it seems like there might be kind of more in this 
this, like their ceiling is slightly above average on both ends at this point in time. And that's, so I, I think they can get to mid forties and wins. Like they might even get to your 47, but just to have the upside of like, oh, these guys could be a dominating regular season team. I just don't see how that's ever going to happen. No, and they gave up. I mean, people forget. I mean, they gave up pieces in that in that trade, and you know, guys they could use right now. Like, would it have been so bad to just go into the season with Walker Kessler and Malik Beasley and uh, yeah, you know, they, they thought yes, right? They're like, no, we can't. We just were. They're worried about the plexiglass principle taking a step we, back, and yeah, I just didn't understand the need to go for it in this season. You just signed Carl Anthony Towns for basically he's under contract for six more years years now and Edwards is only his third year I just didn't see why there was such urgency and hey you know if the price hadn't been so absurd sure go ahead and do it if it was like the DeJounte Murray price or even less than that but like that was just yeah I really didn't understand that um I do have one other mulligan though I think you really should consider John would you like to reevaluate your ranking of Johnny Davis you had him 29th Uh, on your board is that is that too high (laughs) (laughs) i think you're way off on that being a a, i i think me being a a davis skeptic uh in that draft is uh is aging quite well so uh (laughs) unfortunately for mr davis but uh i think i think that's a that's at least one you know okay i had jabari number one but i at least had the had the davis part uh well should we talk about washington briefly though are are they at least uh, potentially in this discussion i mean 538 is not wild yet they've still got them at 36 and 46 uh but they are over 500 they've had some pretty nice wins without beal it's been a little weird porzingis is playing well Rui is actually contributing a little bit for the first time like they've had some moments is there a a reason to kind of reevaluate them being in the mid 30s i could i could see them getting to to maybe i don't know I, maybe 45 maybe but the problem is you're banking on Porzingis being healthy the whole year and mm. we we've seen this the way this movie ends so many times uh and and without him I think like even if even if Beal comes back and Porzingis is out I, I think they're a much worse team that way yeah because they just don't have that interior presence they don't have that stretch presence um you know it's just and offensively though like they they need to get Beal back just because they have so many guys who are like trying to press up and roll and and aren't really or like are stretched their limit you know having Kuzma as a number one guy on the perimeter or whatever uh you know putting Will Barton putting the ball in his hands a, a lot or asking FDA to do things like this just not it's just not gonna work over an extended period a uh, good find, by the way, in Washington, we should talk about uh, Jordan Goodwin. Yes. Out of nowhere, was on a two-way last year. Like, he's been one of their best players. He's been a revelation. Isn't he on a two-way this year, too? Uh, I think you might be right. Yes. Yeah, for Washington, I'm just, I'm not ready to go there yet based on three, four wins without Beal. And like if they keep this up for a month and the fundamental support, because remember, they started 10-3 and three last year, uh, then maybe I can buy it. I want to see Beal playing at like a really high level again, which we haven't seen yet this year. He's looked a little bit quicker than he did at times last year, but I'm still not buying him as, you know, getting back to the level that he's been at. So I, I'm, okay, you know, they might be in like the play-in mix when I had them slightly out of the play-in, but that's that's not enough for a mulligan yet i I need to see a lot all right you want to give me your i I agree with you on that they've had some had some games where they've um had opponent best players out too which has helped them um all right so 
Mulligan a mulligan ranking? Yes, yes. What is your number one? Is that mulligan? what you're asking for? Yeah, if, if you were basically what we're saying is the biggest delta between what you predict at the time versus what you'd predict now. That's probably got to be the Lakers. Even for you, huh? even though only having them at 40. Like, I think you are right in spirit about them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm still I'm going to be, you know, I'm still going to be wrong on the number, right? I, I actually was more optimistic about their second line guys, and they've all been terrible. Like, I, I thought Kendrick Nunn would really help them. Oof. I thought getting Beverly would help them, and they've just been awful. Yeah, Beverly being terrible, that's been a problem. Like, Lonnie Walker actually, is, might it be the best guy who signed? He's been halfway decent, right? So far, like, that was probably the most criticized yeah. signing, but yeah. everyone else has, has been terrible. Uh, But, yeah, I guess for me, if I were going to re- order this in terms of what about okc what did you have that did you have them for 23 or is that me for 20 i had him at 20 wins oh, so 20, yeah that's yeah. that's a contender here too yeah i think i probably because i just I'll, I'll throw in a little bit of just the spirit of the prediction as well um because mm-hmm. i at least did go under on the lakers okc i went under they're gonna go over and i think they're gonna go over by quite a bit and shea gildress alexander is looking awesome and so i think that would be my number one is uh okc for 23 wins if i had to redo the prediction now god do i have the balls to put a three in front of them yeah we're doing it we're doing it I 31 right wins at, right at three zero yes yeah yeah okay that's my number one that would be that that would probably be about it so what's what's your lakers prediction now we're in like the low 30s to like 31 now that's that's your number one yeah 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 all right so from 40 to and then 31. uh and then my jabari mulligan has 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 to be in there too yeah that's that's that, your number two those are my three yeah i guess we can't yeah. do like a new win total prediction on him but i guess if you're going to just project what he's going to become now I, th- I think I think he's actually like I think he's Marvin Williams. I think that's what he is. Yeah, that, that's like I, actually I think, I think it's not a bad. I think comp. he's still going to be a, a significant player in the league and whatnot. I just I just don't think he's going to be what some of these other guys who, are go- who went in the top ten are going to be. Yeah, and I'm feeling I'm feeling decent about my draft. I I did go through there. Ivy being too low, maybe he would be, but I, I'm not, I haven't seen enough from him to really want to change it. I think he's been solid, but I, I think it's, you know, I'm not feeling bad about having Matherin ahead of him, not feeling bad about having Sharp ahead of him. Yeah. Definitely not Paolo, you know, chat we'll see still. Uh, all right. My number two mulligan. Yeah. I guess I got to go Lakers here. If I'm moving them down from 43 to 30 wins or to 33 wins, 43 to 33. So that'll be my number two. What's your number three? Uh well if it's if it's not Jabari then um well Jabari was your then number it two, probably right? has to be Golden State Golden oh, State oh I'm sorry yeah. okay so uh okay 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 C then would be the other one yeah. for me yeah, I picked them to win twenty games there's they're gonna do way better than that so it's interesting that we're not picking neither of us picked Utah though that's probably got to be the biggest. I mean, I had them for 25 wins. I, I gotta, they've actually probably gotta be number one. Like that's, 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 if we're, if I'm going to move these guys up from 25 to at least a number with a four in front of it, that's gotta be number one. If I'm being honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I had him, I had him 30, but yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to go 43. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess the reason you don't have to do it is because you were higher on them than it basically was. So I, I think in spirit, you, you can, you, you don't have to use that as your mulligan. I do. i I thought they would be still maybe even like, you know, bottom five in defense and, you know, bottom 10 in offense. That's obviously not going to be the case. So yeah, that, that's got to be my number one. OKC will move them to two and the Lakers to three. And I guess we'll see, you know, we, you and I, I guess we still have some faith in the Clippers and Golden State to maybe be there 
there in the end, but I mean, they could just play like this all year and just you know, barely make the playoffs and lose in the first round, and then we will have been wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. We're still we're still waiting to see how those how those play out before we before we opt to use our mulligans on those. <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, if you haven't subscribed yet to Dunked on Prime, you can have a mulligan on that. You could subscribe right now. As soon as you listen to this, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, thanks so much uh, for joining us here. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week exclusively on Dunked on Prime. Till then. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.